Amen. Well, welcome, guys. It is so good to have you with us this evening. Tonight, uh, we are going to be doing a special study uh, starting tonight. It'll carry us through the month of January where we're going to do a how to study the Bible kind of course. Normally on Wednesday nights, we're working a a chapter uh, a week through the Bible. We're going to be starting the book of Acts uh, in, in February, but tonight we want to just take a few moments and, and dive into this and dive into the, the space where we're going to look at those things that are there. We'll definitely be opening up the scriptures, so hope you have some with you. But right now, I also want to let you out. We, we printed out a booklet that was available at the door, and, and if you need that, you'll be able to fill it in and fill in the blanks along the way. And so inviting you just to, if you don't have one of those, we're going to take a moment and pray for God's help, and you can go back and grab one. And, and we'd love to have you be a part of it. But right now, let's just ask for God's favor and help as he would just meet us in this. God, thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you that you have given it to us. And Lord, tonight, kind of in a different uh, study for us on a Wednesday night, I would pray that you would teach us not just your word, but how to dive into your word. Just that you would grow us, Lord, each one right where we are. God, you would do what I could never do and meet us. Lord, correct things that need to be corrected, but instruct and, and bless in a way that would cause us tonight to be met by you. I ask for that right now as we surrender this time to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You know, we think about the Bible, and and I believe that probably most of you all know this, but I want you to think about this right now. Everything necessary for life and godliness. That's what Peter tells us. God tells us in the book of Peter are found in his promises. This book that we hold in our hands, it's alive. Hebrews tells us it's alive and sharper than any two-edged sword. It works into our lives. God says that he himself speaks through it so that it doesn't return to him void. I mean, the weight and the wonder of the promises that are found here are so massive and so wonderful. And yet in many ways, he's inviting us to dive into that. He's inviting us. He's created us to be those who would know it. And he's written it for us in a way that it's available to every one of us. That he's put it into a space that that we can grow in that. And so tonight, that's exactly what we want to do. We want to come alongside in in a simple way. Uh, There are many other uh, programs that do this kind of thing, books that go far deeper than I'm going to go, but we're going to kind of keep it simple, and we just want to talk about how do we do that? How do we study the Bible? How do we get into it where by ourselves and, and, and by the work of God in us that we'd be able to dive into those things that are there and find ourselves both knowing it and seeing it in some real ways? And I recognize around the room we're in different spaces. Some of you are doing this in part. Some of you never have done this. Some of you are afraid of it. Some of you are excited about it. But I just want to promise you that God is wanting to grow us. He's wanting to grow us in this, and I want to be uh, available to help in that and so hope and we're going to get to do that tonight. So let's begin here. Before we dive into a little bit of how, let's talk about a few keys that are absolutely necessary for this. And so if you have the booklet, it's going to be on your first page there. I got seven things listed that I just want to quickly walk through that we'd be able to understand and you'd be able to fill it in if you so want uh, so that you'd be able to just think, okay, I'm tracking uh, with where Pastor Jim is going. So there's a few things that are needed that if we're going to be able to study the Bible, some things are absolutely necessary. And the first one I need to say this way is that we really are followers of Jesus, that we're Christians, 
that we need that to be that because this book that we're getting ready to talk about and study and talk about how to study is not like anything else. It's not like something that you could take a course like this and be able to say, hey, I just did this. No, there's supernatural just weight to this. I think about how God would tell it to us in 1 Corinthians 2. He says, the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Someone who is not yet a follower of Jesus can't get there. Cannot get it, cannot, does not have the ability because they are spiritually discerned. And again, God just says it so clearly, nor can he know them. It's absolutely impossible. I don't know if that's been true of you. I know that for some of you, you'd be able to attest to this, that maybe before you were a follower of Jesus, you tried reading the Bible and you were like, really, you guys get something out of this? It doesn't mean anything to me. I don't understand it. And, and, you, and you saw exactly as he said, that's foolishness. Maybe tonight you find it to be so. Maybe as we talk about reading the Bible, you're like, man, I don't get it. I don't know why you guys are so excited about it. Um, It doesn't mean that to me. And and I just want to say, if that's you this evening, then I just want to speak lovingly and carefully. We long for you to come to know Jesus. Because if you come to know Jesus, he'll open up his word to you. It's powerful, but you have to have a relationship with him. It doesn't work any other way. And and so if you're here this evening and, and you're not excited about the scriptures and you've tried reading and it doesn't mean anything to you, then I'm just gonna come around again and say lovingly, do you know Jesus? You know, it's worth just spending some time on that because if you don't, there's, of course it doesn't make sense. And, and there's no way to get at this any other way. And we invite you to a relationship with him that would cause both you to have a, a, a relationship in your eternity, but then to be able to connect into this book. Because again, it's not like anything else. This is not like a physics textbook or something like that. You can go and study in, in a college campus. No, there's supernatural weight to it. So you have to be his. In fact, in the midst of that, we ought to also articulate that because it is so, there's, again, that supernatural element that's always meant to be there as we study it. I just back up a verse there in 1 Corinthians. It says, these things we also speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches comparing spiritual things to spiritual so there's a weight here that we think about what's being communicated is that the, the way it's happening is that the Spirit of God himself is opening up his truth. The Spirit of God is part of what can, just comes and comes alongside us, even as Jesus promised that would happen to us as believers, that the Holy Spirit would, would come in and teach us. So it's absolutely essential that I just stop there and say that, that when we think about this, we absolutely need the Holy Spirit's help. There's no way to get here. There's no way to really understand the scriptures without that. Now, again, that should be a given, but we need to make sure we say it. In fact, I'll add one more need. Not only do we have to be a Christian, not only do we need the help of the Spirit, but you need to be one that if you're going to study the scriptures, that you do so prayerfully, that you pray as you study it. Now, I find myself, again, just thinking that's got to sound kind of simple. That's got to sound like, well, Jim, of course... But the funny thing is that sometimes the most simple things are the things that sometimes we forget to do. And, and, and the thing is that God is inviting us to do this. And I could say it all the way through our four-week study, and I probably will every now and then. Just say, if you're going to study the scriptures, you, you need to just pause and every now and then just be like, okay, God, help me. God, help me to get this. Help me to understand. I mean, I, I want to admit my need. I want to admit that I'm looking to you for help. And he does that. 
that he invites us to be one that does that. And so please don't take what we're going to do tonight as some kind of way that you don't have to rely on God. Like, okay, now I have some techniques, and it's great. Now I can just, I don't even have to pray any longer. It's like, this is not going to work. I mean, he does work through the way that we study, but we definitely need to do so prayerfully. Now, I hope even our example here kind of plays into that, because it happens pretty much every time we study the scriptures, right? You come on a Sunday, Wednesday, we ask you to open up the scriptures, and then we say, we're going to pray. We're going to pray right now because we know we need God's help. And, and, and so we're hoping that just even that practice is rolling out into your lives in a way that's helping to get there. So you need to be a Christian, need the help of the Spirit, you need to pray as you study. But if you're going to study the Scripture, I also want to just simply say, then, then you need to work at it. This is not something that is meant to be something that's, that's necessarily, I don't know how to say this the right way. I feel like if I say it wrongly, it's, it's going to be, it could come across as a, as, as a hindrance, but it's not necessarily always easy. It does take time. It does take some investment into that, and yet God is calling us to that in Scripture, that there's a, a place when you look at the Bible that there should be some labor or work that you say, I want to understand it. I want to understand it. In fact, think about it this way. Some of you were with us when we just went through the book of Proverbs, and I think back to chapter 2 of the book of Proverbs, and I love the way God articulates it there. He says, my son, if you will receive my words and treasure my commands within you so that you incline your ears to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. Yes, if you cry out, like you pray, You pray and cry out for discernment, and you lift up your voice for understanding. If you seek her as silver and search for her, like you are searching for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. That's a great promise, by the way. Then you will. And I can hold that out to every Christian here this evening. There's not anybody that God's not telling you, hey, this is possible, but don't miss that he's inviting you to, to work for it. That he's saying, hey, I want you to seek it like you're seeking for silver. I want you to dig. I want you to, I want you to do a little bit of work. I want you to, 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 if you are searching for hidden treasure, I want you to cry out to God. I want you to plead for God to open up his word to you. I want you to, to apply your heart to understanding. Back to think about Jesus. I'm sorry, before I go there, let me just continue this. Um, so you're going to seek for his hidden treasures, then you'll understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. And he says, for the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk uprightly. Then you will understand righteousness, justice, equity, and every good path. I like the way that just Proverbs lays this out for us because he says if you really, really study for it, God's going to give it to you, and he's really the one that gives it. I mean, he's the one that stores it up. He's the one that supplies it, but he's said that he will do that for the ones who will seek it. He says, if you'll seek it, I'll give it to you. But it is a gift. It is still God giving it. I think about going to where, when Jesus talks about it, he gave it in a parable in Mark 4. He said, take heed what you hear. With the same measure you use, it will be measured to you. To you who hear, more will be given. Now, he goes on to say it's the other way around as well. Also, if you quit hearing, he'll take it away. But in one sense, he lays it out in a very simple way. He says, you'll get as much out of this as you put into it. You, you, want, it? you want it? You want to get more? You want to know more of what God has? Then, you know, step in with a bigger shovel. You know, step in with, with a little bit more like, okay, God, I want to dive in. I want to dig a little bit. I want to get into it. And God says, he says, I'll give it to you. 
I, I will give that to you. And it's a promise. It's a promise that with the same measure you use, it will be measured to you. And you who hear, if you're going to listen to what God has to say, more will be given. So it's an exciting reality just to recognize, okay, he's inviting us to that. So when we talk about this tonight and over the next few weeks, yes, we are talking about a little bit of investment of time and effort, but I hold it out as a promise. There's not anybody who can't get there. So those are needs. Let me talk about just a few things that I want to suggest uh, that, that I want to just be very careful to make sure that they're not put on the same category as, hey, you have to have that. All of those, I could tell you, you have to have it because they're essential what the scriptures tell us. But there are a few other things that I want to recommend. First of all, I want to recommend that your main Bible that you use to study the Scriptures is is what we would call a word-for-word translation. Let me just kind of quickly explain this without giving a whole lot of details. And by the way, before I get too far past all this, I'll take questions. So if you're thinking about a question, hold it and, and get to answer me and ask it in a few moments. But in a very quick way, let's just try to understand some basics about Bible translation. So you guys probably know, but you're holding a Bible here that wasn't originally written in English. The Old Testament was written in Hebrew. The New Testament was written in Greek. And so when it was then translated into English, when people sat down to say, okay, we want to be able to read it, like you need to get it in English, there are some different methodologies that that find itself in main translations that are found uh, within America today. There are word-for-word translations, which I'm going to hold out to you, which is the idea that you take a Hebrew word or you take a Greek word, and you try to find the closest, you know, English word that lines up with that. So it's called a word-for-word translation. Like you try to, okay, here's the Hebrew, here's an English. Here's the Greek, here's an English. You try to get there. Then there's what's known as a dynamic equivalent, where they don't aim for a word-for-word translation, but a little bit more of a thought-for-thought. Uh, of getting behind you saying, okay, we're not going to try to give you the words, but we're going to try to help you understand it in a more natural way, in a way that just impacts within the English language. And then finally, we're going to just quickly say there are a whole bunch of others that find themselves in a paraphrase that are basically like, hey, this is another way to say this, that are often geared towards more impact or just, you know, making it just really kind of just connect in a way, but again, getting further uh, from what's there. So, what kind of translations? So if we're going to talk word-for-word translations, you would have things like the King James Version, uh, the New King James Version, the NASB, the ESV, the LSB, uh, and, and others. There's some more that would say, okay, here's what their attempt is. They, they seek to get close to that by giving you an, uh, an English word for the Hebrew or Greek. And I just want to spend just a quick moment and say, that's valuable. Because part of what we're going to talk about more probably in the coming weeks is God gave it in words. God gave it in words. He didn't give it in thoughts. He gave it in words. And and the danger of a paraphrase and the danger of a dynamic equivalent is that you're now trying to communicate it in words that aren't his words. Uh, You're changing it a little bit, which makes it a little bit more of an interpretation, makes it a little bit more on the translators, and it gets away from something that is just really kind of honestly, it's fundamentally dangerous, ultimately, because God gave us words and they mean something. And if they don't mean something, then nothing means anything. I mean, if, if, if God did, and so there's just a place where you ought to be able to get there. It's not wrong to read the other translations or any of those things, but your main study Bible, I would just hold should be a word-for-word translation. Now, there are others that are dynamic equivalents. It would be the NIV, 
Uh, the New Living Translation, the Amplified Bible. I like all of these, by the way. Um, I, I, when I'm studying a, a passage, I will read all of those just to see how they gave it, to kind of see how did they you know, kind of say it. But in the back of my mind, I know this. There's a danger. There's a danger because this is a little bit less like a translation, a little bit more like a commentary. Uh, it's a little bit of like someone thinks this is how it's said. And sometimes it just does really good to, to make me go, Wow, that's interesting. I'm gonna have to go back and look at the word-for-word translation and say, what was that, that they went that direction with it? And sometimes it's incredibly helpful. It's incredibly helpful. So if you like one of those translations, it's one that you use to maybe read through the Bible every now and then. I, I've done that. I've used all these translations and uh, I read through the Bible every year and so it's, it's a great space to do it. But if I'm gonna study a passage... And I want to really get into it. I will always, just a word for word is there. And so again, just holding that should be your main Bible. Past that, you'll get the Living Bible, uh, the Message Translation, the Phillips Translation, the Passage Translation, uh, which really are not translations. They are paraphrases. They are as if you came up and said, you know, hey, tell us what you think the verse says. And it's like, well, I think it says this, you know. And sometimes it's like, well, that's interesting. That just kind of just you, you said it in a way that I hadn't thought about, but I would never use one of those as a translation because it's less um, accurate. It's not, it's not aiming for accuracy, it's aiming for impact, uh, which again can be, it's like a good commentary. It's like, hey, that's, a, that's an interesting thing that you did there. And then sometimes I'll go back and look at the original and go, I don't know how you got there because it's, like, <laughs> it's not there. But again, but that's not where we're going to go. So you ought to have a Bible that if we're going to study the scriptures, we're trying to get as close to the original as we can. So my encouragement is that you would pick uh, one of the word-for-word translations and kind of head into that. All right. Well, two other quick things, and then we're going to get closer to our study of how to do it tonight. So you should use a word-for-word Bible, and you should read the Scriptures. In fact, I would just take a moment to encourage you to read the whole Bible. So we're talking about how to study the Scriptures tonight. We're talking about, okay, so you're going to take a verse, you're going to take a section, and you're going to dive into it, and you're going to dig, and you're going to figure it out. That should be, that's what we're going to talk about how to do it, but that's not what you do every time you read the Bible. Now, obviously, you could never do that in every space. In fact, there's just great weight in reading the entirety of the Scriptures. In fact, without any kind of condemnation, I would just like to encourage you to think about doing it every year. That, that every year, you would just read through it. I can tell you I do that. I'm not asking you to do anything I don't do. I've read through the, the Bible every year on my own. Boy, I want to say for probably 33, 34, maybe more, maybe more than that, to be quite honest. I can't remember when I started, but I, I don't ever miss. I, I, I read through it every year. And there's just a place of doing that, not studying it, just reading it like you would read any other, just read it, just read through it. Think about it this way. So people who have clocked this whole thing say that you can read the Old Testament in about 56 hours, 44 minutes, the New Testament in 17 hours, 44 minutes, the whole Bible in a little under 75 hours. Now that's, that's, that's I mean, there's some people can read it faster than that. Some people read it closer to 50 hours uh, for the whole thing. But I just want you to think about that for a moment. That's not, I mean, what God could have done. He could have given us a library. He could have given us, you know, something that you'd be like, it'd take my whole life to read all of this. He could have done that. He didn't. He gave us everything necessary for life and godliness here in a place that you can read it. So if you were to, example, say, decide, hey, you're going to read the whole Bible, you could do so in 12 minutes a day. 12 minutes a day, you can read through the whole Bible in a year. 
It would take you a year to get through it, but in 12 minutes a day, you could do it. If you wanted to do it in six months, it would take 25 minutes, kind of a deal. And I just want to tell you there's value in doing that. There's valuable. And just sit down, and, and again, don't get locked into trying to study out a passage. Just read and, and, and just let it wash over your soul again and again and again. In fact, quick FYI. You live in such an incredible age that, you know, it's so available to you now to to not just read it, but hear it. Now, some of you, you might want to choose to do that as well. Now, I I think there's value in reading it, and and I won't spend a whole lot of time on it, but I think so, but also listening to it. Now, I think about even just the ability to do that. And so throughout our study, we're going to give you some practical helps. One of them I just want to quickly point out is that the version Bible that's on probably most of your phones or, or devices. If not, I would just take a moment to want to encourage you. It's an incredibly well done, uh, just kind of a, an app that would be available to you. And through that, you could listen to it. So again, I recognize for some of you, like, you know, of course I already know how to do this. And great. Let me just quickly walk through those that don't. And if this doesn't make sense, I'm available. We are available to help you do it. But I just want to quickly point it out. So if you were to open up uh, the version translation, the Bible, it would look like this, and it says Genesis 1. If you clicked on the versions, which is right up there at the top, so you get the, the passage, the versions, it would then open up for you all the versions. And there's 70 uh, translations in the English language available on, on that. And then there's foreign languages, if you can do them as well. What I want to point out to you is that some of them are audio. So if you look there, wherever there's like a, a, a little icon like that, that means you can listen to it. If like the New Living Translation has a number of that, that means you get to pick uh, the, the person who reads it. You have four different kind of, you know, audio Bibles that you could listen to in the midst of that. And it's just a good space to do it. So again, if you were to open it up, you pick one of them. So I have opened up here the ESV, which has an audio to it. It'll just put a little icon down there. You just press it and it starts playing. It's just that simple. It's just that simple, and, and you could do that. Now, again, up at the top, there's a way to adjust it, and there's a way, if there are multiple uh, speakers, you can pick the one. But let's just think about this for a moment. So what if you did read it, or what if you also decided to amplify that by listening to it 12 minutes a day? For some of you, that's, that's, that's really like one of your drives on the day. You're like, you know what? I could do that. I could plug in my phone, and I could listen for 12 minutes a day and I could hear the whole Bible this year. I, I could work my way through the entirety of the scriptures and just let it wash over. For some of you, you'd be able to say, I'm gonna listen to it a couple times, you know, you know in that, the day. Just kind of let the, the scriptures wash over me, and, and there's power in that. And again, I just wanna encourage you, hey, as we're talking about how to study the Bible, don't miss just the value of reading it. Don't miss just the value of letting it kind of wash over your soul in, in just a consistent way where you know it because you've read it so many times. Okay, that being said, you should study. And that's what we're going to be talking about the, the, the rest of this evening and then through the next weeks. And so this is the idea that you're going to pay, take a passage and understand it. So again, I know this makes sense, but I just want to be very, very practical. How would that look like? Well, it might look like this. Maybe you do read through the Bible in a year, or maybe you do that and like read along with us at the church study or something like that. Kind of many of us do that. That would mean somewhere in there you would pick a verse, And you'd say, hey, this verse or this sentence, I'm going to dive into today. 
I'm just going to spend a few moments going, you know, I've, I've heard the whole thing, or I've read the whole thing, but I'm going to pick a verse and I'm just going to dive deeply. You could do that every day. I do. I think it's a, a worthy endeavor to try to study through passages. Or maybe you'd think, hey, I want to take a book. So maybe you say, hey, I'm going to take the book of Philippians, and I'm just going to begin just, you know, just a little bit every day. Just, you know, study it, study a verse, study a, a sentence, make my, sometimes it'll take a couple days to work through it, but I want to work through the whole book. That's a great way to do it as well. There's dozens of ways to do it, but the challenge is, again, now we're going past just reading it. Now we're going past just reading it, and we really want to understand We really want to dive a little bit deeper. We want to figure out what that is. We want to figure out how that works. And so that's where we want to go next. Before we do that, I promised that I would pause and just say, okay, did I lose you in any of this? Anything that I've just said in these quick keys for Bible study before we talk in some how-tos, anything here this evening that if you have a quick question, kind of in, in, in some of what I had, I'll take this moment to answer it. So any questions over what I just went over? John, what version do I use? So I use the New King James. Uh, that's the one that we have here in the fellowship. That's the Bibles that are in front of you. I like the ESV uh, as well. It came out. Uh, the Legacy is a newer one. Uh, I, I like it as well, uh, you know, but I like all of them. But I use the New King James. Donna. Yes, so that you can get it just on the computer. The, 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 the Bible, the version is also available. Just go into Bible.com, uh, and, and it's there. You can get it on your uh, iPad. I have it on that. It's a great, all of those above are, are great. Anybody else? If you have questions on any of this afterwards, again, we're here. We're just wanting to be a part of that. We want to do that. Let's leave this. So keys. I mean, these are things that absolutely are are behind the scenes of getting into studying the scriptures. You've got to be a Christian. It's spiritual. We need to pray. It does take work. We want to get close to the words. So we're using a word-for-word translation. We're still reading the whole Bible. But we want to do that, and so we're going to dive into how do we do that. And so this approach of how we study the scriptures, this Bible study approach, it really finds itself in three main sections. And so that's on your next page that's there. This isn't original with me by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, Many, many Bible students and, and teachers use this, and so I just quickly point it out. But if you want to fill in the three main categories that have the O, I, and A on the next page, you're going to write in observation, interpretation, and then application. Observation, interpretation, application. Those are the three phases of a good Bible study. Of any good Bible study, really it is moving through this process. Now, as you're kind of writing those down, let's just think about it. It's often called an inductive Bible study. What we're going to teach tonight is that, without spending a whole lot of time on that, um, The idea of an inductive Bible study is that we want to let the text speak. We want the the scripture to speak for itself. We're not trying to read into it something. We're not trying to make it say something that we want it to say. To be inductive is saying, okay, I want it to speak. I want to figure out what's there. I want want to understand it. I, I want to approach it in a way that is that. Now, the interesting thing about this is not only is this a well just you know, proven method. Not only is this the kind of method that is constantly taught, uh, you know, throughout our land and throughout the ages, it really is the way that God has designed us. Some of you would recognize it and say, well, Jim, in many ways, that's scientific method. I mean, that's what you do, you know, inside. You observe something, then you, then you figure it out, and then you make your hypothesis, you make your application. Yes, it is. That's exactly it. 
God has designed us this way. God has designed us to think and to say it in the most childlike way, that's exactly what he wants you to do with the scriptures. That might sound again like, well, Jim, who else would do it any other way? Without spending a bunch of time on it, I'll just simply say it this way. That's exactly what a cult won't do. Uh, what, what a cult will do is not let you think. They tell you what to think. Uh, they, they give you, uh, you know, questions and then they give you the answers. They don't say, hey, dive into it. Hey, think it through. Go into it on your own. Figure it out. Let the, let the text speak to you. Let the scriptures unpack. No, that's not what they do because that's not what the occult does. That's not what Satan does. Satan's goal in our life in many ways is to make it where we're not actually thinking. And God is inviting you to think. God created you to ask questions. He created the way your brain works. And so when we think about this Bible study approach, it is exactly that. Let's give it to you in another way. So we have observation, interpretation, application. Let me give you a a simple phrase that you can kind of unpack with each one. If you want to write it beneath that, you can. Observation is simply asking the question, what does it say? What's there? I, I I just want to see it. I just want to understand what's in the text as best as I can. Then when you do interpretation, what does it mean? <laughs> like, now I see some things. How do I figure that out? How do I figure out what's saying there? And then that's always meant biblically to ask the third question, what do I do? What, what, what does God want for me from this passage? Now, a good Bible study will always do all three. But I'm just going to try to, again, just reason with you, and some of you will understand this because you've attempted some of this. The danger is that kind of almost with personalities and practices, you will have a temptation to minimize one of these, if not two. Where you'll just, you'll just you know, do just, just very quickly something and not spend time into each aspect. And I just want to tell you, if you learn nothing else from this study, if you could just learn these three things and then do all three of them very intentionally, you would be so far ahead. Now, I think about this. I told you the Bible study approach. I have Nehemiah 8.8. It's one of the verses that just puts it in one verse that says it all. And so I'll just kind of put the verse up on the screen there. Because I like the way it gives. It's in the midst of a revival. It's in the midst of God's people hungering for his word and for him. And there in Nehemiah 8, it says, So they read distinctly from the book and the law of God. And they gave the sense and helped them to understand the reading. It's like that. I just think it's helpful to see that. And so we think about those three things. And so, again, you have this place where you, where you look at it. And the idea of observation is to say, I just want to read it. I want to read it very distinctly. I want to get in there and go, what is it saying? I just want to see what that thing is. And, and so the, the idea of observation is to do that. Then you try to figure out, what, is, what does that mean? They gave the sense. Uh, they gave the, the ability, like, okay, we read it. Now let's talk about what it means. And it means something. But then that moves to the third place where you help them to understand. And the idea now is moving away from what does it mean, but now is what does this mean? How does this work into your life? Helping you begin to put it into place. Helping you to begin to, to see how this works through. And that's what Bible study is. It's this place where you're reading it, trying to understand it, and then seeking to apply it. And doing each one of these specifically is incredibly life-giving and very, very helpful. So, tonight, 
We want to spend our time, the rest of the time that we have this evening, just looking at the first. We're going to talk about observation. Then we'll probably spend two weeks on interpretation and on our final week on, on some keys of how we really gain to, to work through application. So we want to talk about observation. And so I'm going to scoot that over, kind of make some space. And I have seven uh, things that I have there in, in the midst of it. And we just want to unpack that. Before we go over those seven, let me again just pause and tell you, probably... If you're not intentional, this will be the one that you will have the most propensity to neglect. Uh, That it is the the easiest one and sometimes where people just immediately want to jump into diving into commentaries or Greek language helps or other stuff instead of just taking time to observe. Instead of taking time just to look at it and seek to understand it. But I'll tell you this, this is one of the most valuable spaces. It's what you gain here that will ultimately make the biggest impact into where you go. Silly illustrations, but maybe it'll help. It's like you were trying to build something, like a shed or something like that, or a chicken coop. Observation is when you're at the store buying the products and getting all the things that you're going to need to build that thing. And when you finally get into the interpretation, you're going to put it together, but you're never going to be able to put together more than you gained. You're never going to be able to get more than you spent some time thinking, okay, what is this? And what do I do with this? And where does this go? It's that space that observation becomes so incredibly key about changing it up. It would be like a detective who shows up at a crime scene. Observation is just noticing everything you can that's there. You'll figure it out later. I mean, you'll, you'll take those observations and maybe you'll find out some of the observations were meaningless. Uh, maybe some of the you know, quick observations you'll realize, hey, they didn't mean anything or I, I understood it wrongly, but that's okay. But the key uh, for a, a good detective, anybody who's ever kind of worked, is paying attention to everything that you can. Uh, the answers are found in the details. The answers are found there and Bible studies the same way. That there is a space that if you're going to get out of it, is there's meant to be a place where you just observe it. So let's just imagine doing it. So let's say you, you read through the Bible, you're re- maybe you're reading through the whole thing, three or four chapters a day, you pick a verse. And you're going to pick a verse and say, okay, I'm going to study this verse. Or again, maybe you're working through a book and you're just, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work through this sentence. And so there it is in front of you. What do you do? How do you begin to observe? Well, I'm going to give you a few things and you don't have to do all of these things every time, but I think it helps just to kind of think through what it is. But maybe this first one needs to be the most clear. That is the idea of do it singularly. Do it singularly. What do I mean by that? Just the text. Just the text. Don't run to a commentary. Don't run to a study Bible. Now, if you read a study Bible, I just want to tell you, study Bibles are great. They are very, very helpful. And if you like your study Bible, I'm so glad you do. Don't read it first. I know this probably makes sense, but maybe I just wanted to say it to you this way. Do you understand that this book is inspired by God? This book is sharp and powerful and alive. Your study Bible is not. The notes that are written there are somebody's notes. Your commentary is not. Now, they're helpful to get close to this, but the danger is this. If you have a study Bible, sometimes people read a verse, and the first thing they do is they go down to the study Bible. Yeah, they're like, first, we're just going to see what they have to say about that. Just going to see, as if somehow the note was powerful and the text was not. No, it's the text that's powerful. It, it's the Word of God. 
And just spending time just between you and that verse, just you and just, just reading it, just looking at it, just thinking about just the words that are right there is this place of observation where you're going, okay, I just, I just want to look at this. I want to try to understand it. I don't want to look at anything else anybody else says about it. I don't even want to try to, you know, bring into it other things because not only do you have to kind of stay away from study Bibles or, or commentaries at this point, though we're going to use those. That's going to be a part of interpretation. It's not this place. Right here is just, I just want to read it. I just want to read it. And so even turning off your own kind of baggage that you bring into it, like, well, I already know what this verse means. Or I already kind of, you know, I, I remember Pastor Jim teaching this verse. Or I heard somebody else teach it. Great. Turn it off. Just pay attention to the text. Just read it. Just read it. Just, just walk around it and read it. Just walk around it and see that text. And do this patiently. Do it singularly. Do it patiently. Because I'm just going to tell you, you just want to take some time with this. You, you would be, you're going to be very surprised if you, if you attempt to do this, how much more you get out of it. How that as you move past this phase, like, man, the Bible's coming alive to me. And it's just simply because you're spending time. Just you and the text. Just you and reading it. Read it again and again. Read around it. Read it out loud. I mean, just thinking, you're just reading through it. You're, you're kind of processing through all of these things. And I'll say it this way. So you're going to do it singularly. You're going to do it patiently. And again, I'm using kind of the, the ally word, so probably a weird way of saying it, but we're going to say notedly. The idea is write it out. I don't know how you do this. I don't know if you're a person that you know, still uses like a, a legal pad and pen. Great. I don't know if you're an iPad person that you're writing it out or if you're typing it on a computer. There's just something that if you haven't figured it out, sometimes we think best when we actually have to put it down. You know, and so the idea is you make observations. Just start writing down all your observations. Now, true story, sometimes later when you start studying, you're going to be like, that was a dumb observation. I mean, you know, I, I got, that didn't mean anything. You know, it doesn't go anywhere. That's fine. That's fine. You know, you're not trying to, to figure it out right now. You're just trying to say, I just want to see what's there. And so write out everything you can. Like, oh, that's really cool. I, this is really, that's, I would like to, I want to study more about this. Or, I, you know, I'm noticing this. I'm, I'm seeing these things. Just asking questions about the text, seeing it that way. So again, I'm just encouraging, again, if it's a pen and paper, if it's typing it on a computer, just write it out a little bit. I mean, again, because you have this fuzzy place where sometimes you're like, oh, I read it. And it's like, but you did, but you didn't. I mean, when you can kind of gather all these things together that you're going to be able to say, okay, I've been noticing this about this verse, it just is helpful to kind of write that out or type it out and write out your thoughts. Very, very helpful. Then just do it very attentively. That's, again, probably just a simple way of trying to say what I've been saying in another way. That is just look for things. What sticks out to you? It's, again, almost imagining it's like a crime scene, and you're just stepping into the room and going, what do I see? So step into a verse and say, what do I see? Like, what's jumping out at me that I, that maybe is like, well, that's an interesting way to say that. Why do you say it that way? What, or maybe something you think, let's, I would have thought it would have said this. And, and so you're just going to spend some time just trying to pay attention to the text, reading what is there, making some notations, thinking through, okay, that's, that's, that's interesting. That's, that's, that's helpful. And so just to kind of walk around it as many times as you can where you can see it. Just what, you know, Charles Spurgeon used to say, man, just lie a soak in your text for a while. Just let it just, just sit there and just pay attention to every detail that you possibly can. Then do so inquisitively. Just ask some questions of it. 
You guys know this, right? I mean, if you've been taught you know, anything about scientific method or, or thought, you know, you get those six questions, right? Who, where, what, when, why, how? You know, just kind of try, take those things and ask those questions of the text. Now, let me actually pause and make sure I'm making sense here. We're not trying to interpret the text. We're not trying to you know, ask the questions like, okay, what does this text mean yet? We're looking for these things. So if you're gonna read a text, just say, who's in the text? Look for, look for every individual person thing that's mentioned in there. Look for anything that's a what. Like, okay, it's describing something. And, and note that. If there's any kind of time elements, like a when. Is there a, is, a, is there a before? Is there an after? Is there a space that says it's in the evening or the morning? I mean, just you're looking for moments that's going to describe those things. Where's or why's. And those are the kind of things where the text will give you. Like, hey, this happened, therefore. Or you know, this happened for this reason. So I want to know all those. Like, I want to look for everything that's a why. Everything that's going to tell me, hey, this means something. So I'm going to do my best to look for those kinds of things. I'm looking for the who's, the what's, the when's, the where's, the why's, the how. Again, you'll just do this kind of naturally, the better you get at it. But sometimes it's really just helpful just to stop and just ask all six of those questions. Is there a who? Is there a what? Is there a why? Is there a how? Is there a where? Is there a when? You know, any of those things, and then just note them. It's amazing how that just begins to sometimes unpack things. You're like, okay, that's interesting. That's really, really interesting that it's said it that way, and you're beginning to get closer to try to understand that which God has. With that, I'll say it this way. Do it even imaginatively. Much of the Bible is written for us in story form. That's got to be interesting to us. That there's a sense, that the idea that there ought to be a sense that we just picture it so that much of what we get to read isn't just, you know, didactic or line upon line, it's story. And there's just power sometimes just to do your best to step into the story. Like you're the fly on the wall. What did you just see? Don't go past the text. Don't read something that's not in the text. Just try to read the text as if you're in the room. Like that's interesting. Boy, I'm watching that thing happen. That's really interesting. You know, just the way that this tells it out. Just let the Bible tell its story. Let it kind of work its way around you so that you see everything that you can that's there so that you're processing it in a way that, again, is just forcing you to look again at the text because that's all we're doing. We don't want anything more than the text. We just want to see the Scriptures. We want to see what God has for us. So let me give you one more uh, again, there's a lot of other ways that you could say it, but I think you guys are getting it. The idea is we're just reading the text, but I'll even say it this way, reading it alternatively. That is, again, doing what we said a moment ago, reading it in other translations. Now, this is kind of one of the last things I do in my observation, because in some ways we're getting closer to interpretation by doing this, but it's still very, very helpful. Because sometimes reading it in another translation forces me to look at it again. Like, wait, that's... They, this translation is saying that in an entirely different way. Why is it doing that? And, and, and so it helps me to do that. So I just want to do it again. I want to walk you through the Bible app. If you have a phone, you can even pull it out if you so want. If you, if you already know how to do this, great. If not, it's, I just want to tell you, I have found the Bible app to be the best way to get at this. I use Bible software, and we'll actually talk about some of that in the coming weeks and different kind of things, but nothing works as quick. 
Nothing is as easy to use in trying to find other translations than the Bible app. It's just the best one for me to use. It's quick, it's fast, it's very, very simple. So how do you do it? So if you have the Bible app, you open it up. So I'm going to open up, and it just opened up here to Genesis 1-1 because just saying it's that way. First of all, we're just going to go to Nehemiah. Let's go to Nehemiah 8-8. You probably know how to do this, but you just click the, the, the passage button there. It pulls up all the books of the Bible. So if you do that, you can scroll down, uh, you know, just through them. I'm going to pick Nehemiah, you know, because that's where we are, and I'm going to pick Nehemiah 8, verse 8. It pulls up like this. So now you're reading it. But let's say, again, you want to read it in some other translations. So all you do is just put your finger on it or whatever you're doing, and it puts a little highlight there, highlights the verse you're looking at, and immediately at the bottom of the screen, you know, these little things pop up there, you know, like creating an image or sharing it, but one of them is compare. And it's just, again, it's so beautiful how easy it works. You just kind of click that, that little button, compare, and it'll pull up translations. Uh, as many translations as you want. Again, there are 70 of them. Now, let me just make this clear. The first time you do it, you have to pick the translations. And so you go to this little button down at the bottom and just add, add 10 of them. Add, add, add a number of different word for word translations, add some dynamic equivalents in there, just so that they can kind of force you to relook at the text and say, okay, it says it differently. I'd like to just help that to help me do that. And it's so fast. There's nothing I use that's faster in getting at this than just using that, that, that app. And so again, it's so power, powerful to use, so you would look at it. So I have the New King James there, then it would give me like the legacy translation and when it would say it differently. You know, they read from the book, from the law of God explaining and giving insight. So it kind of takes that little sense of the idea of giving insight and gives a little bit more to it. It's like, okay, that's interesting. Like I wanna understand how that goes. And then they provided understanding. Uh, the New Living Translation would say, you know, they read from the book of the law of God and clearly explained the meaning of what was being read, helping the people understand each passage. So I would just read these things, and again, here's what I'm asking myself. Is there anything that's just making me go, I, had, I didn't see that? Or I don't know why I did it that way. And, and I'll just write it on my notes. Like, okay, I want to know. Like, they, you know, why is, you know, I wanna, when I'm going to do some Bible study later, I'm going to maybe go into some of the, trans, you know, going deeper. I want to know why it translates it differently. I want, I want, it's just forcing me to see the text in, 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 in a very simple way, and it's just really, it can happen just like that. Very, very fast, very, very helpful, and all of that kind of draws us into a space where we're just observing it. Now, I think about this. I don't know if this is making sense to you. I don't know if I'm putting it on, on, on a level that makes it doable. I hope so, because I'm hoping you're hearing me and going, and that's it? Like, really? I mean, so I'm just going to read the text and do my best to pay attention to the text. And, and you're telling me, yeah, I want to tell you, you, this is the word of God. It's alive and powerful. But if, you, if you'll spend time in it, yes, we're going to ask more questions. Yes, we're going to try to understand it. Yes, we're going to try to apply it. But just spending time in it is incredibly powerful. But I say it again. You... Unless you're different, unless you're, 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 you're uniquely different than most people I know, you will have a, such a propensity to go past this. Some of you are thinkers. And so as soon as you look at the text, you're going to be like, I want to look up the Greek words, and I want to know what so-and-so says, and I want to think, I want to go into this, and you're, you'll just immediately want to go past just paying attention to the text. Some of you are just more devotional, and you're like, I just want to think about what it means to me. Yeah, I don't really want to go into, you know, I just want to talk about what it, how, it, how it's affecting my life. And that's just a great thing. That's where we want to go. But your, 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 your propensity will say, I have a propensity to skip just paying attention to what God said. And yet there's so much 
power here. Just helping that happen. So let me just pause again and just see if anybody has a question. And if not, I'm going to add a couple more things and we'll wind it up for the evening. Any questions over that? As you think about observations, how to do, you know, biblical observation, anything I say that didn't make sense or you'd like me to clarify a little bit more or a question that you have about observing a text. Hopefully that means I'm really, really, got it, Yes. Right. Good. You know, so, so Gwen's question is how much? Again, the problem is that we just really can't do a lot. So again, for me, it's usually a verse or a sentence. Uh, so like on a day, daily basis, it's usually a, either a verse, but sometimes a, a sentence will go over a couple verses, so I might go bigger than that. But to study a text, you really are not going to be go, able to go more than that. Uh, you know, you, could, you wouldn't be able to say, like, I'm going to study the whole chapter. Well, you could, but it's going to take a lot longer than, 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 than really, I mean, if you're really going to spend time observing it, for the most part, taking it kind of a, a, in, a, in a single verse or a sentence at a time. Now, again, maybe you're going to take the book of Philippians or something you're like, okay, I'll take verse one or the first sentence and I'll study it through. And then when I finish that, I'll go to the next verse and, and just work my through. But you might be able to do more than one uh, in a day. Uh, but usually just a sentence or a verse at a time is the most helpful. Good. Other questions? Now again, we're available. I'm available. So again, if you think about these things later and you think, I, I, I wish I'd ask this, or if you try it and it's not working, you think, I'm still trying to figure it out. I would love to help. But let's just do one for a moment, just for a very quick way. We're not going to be able to go into it deeply, but it might just be helpful to think about it, just, just kind of walking it through. So let me put a verse up on the screen. One that will kind of apply into what we're talking about here in our Bible study. So 2 Timothy 3.16. I just would like you to read it. Read it. See if you can read it two or three times really fast. And then I'll read it out loud with you. But just take a moment. I just want you to read the text and and pay attention to it for a second. So give you just a moment to read it. If you want to open up your own copy of the scriptures, you can do that as well. There in 2 Timothy 3. Okay, let me take a quick moment and pray for us, then we'll just do it. So God, we're reading these two verses, but Lord, help us even at this moment, in this kind of final part of this observation, help us to see even the value of just spending time here, and yet we recognize the need that, Holy Spirit, that you would teach us. And I believe even in this moment, you would teach us in this verse. So I'm asking for help in that. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're looking at this verse, we've read it. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Let's just do a little bit of the inquisitive. Um, So I'm going to ask questions, and I'm looking for you to actually answer out loud so you can answer. So who? Who's in the text? God is in the text? And the man of God. We have God. We have the man of God. What's in the text? What's, what's What's it talking about? scriptures. All of them, right? All scripture. All scripture is what it's speaking about. And it tells us something about the scripture. It tells us something that it is. So just, we might just kind of, if you were doing a Bible study, you would just say it is something. So what is it? It tells us two things, right? 
it is profitable and it is given. So if you're just, you know, if I were either circling it or writing it out, I'd say it is given by inspiration of God and it is profitable. It's statements of what it is. It is God-given, and it is effective. It is profitable. So I would kind of write that down, but it doesn't stop there. It's going to give us a, you know, kind of a what. Like, so what does it do? And so it tells us a what. How do we find that in the text? Where's the what in there? It equips us for every good work. Good. What else? What's that? For doctrine. Good. So I would probably note the word for, right? The, the word for is a what word? It, it, it's saying, okay, this is happening for this purpose, and that's what you're looking for. You're saying, is there anything in this verse that's giving me a what? And it's telling me what it's doing, and there's four of them. It says that, you know, it's, it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction. So I just would like, okay, so he's just giving me four things that says, hey, this does this. It, these are things that, it, so I'm, again, I'm not interpreting it yet. I'm just noticing it. It's like, hey, there are four things here that are telling me, hey, this is what it does. That's kind, of, that's kind of cool. And then it gives me kind of an effect, and that's what you guys kind of noted, that, you know, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. And it's worth noting there's no conjunction there, so I would recognize, no, this is just one thing. Uh, it's not, you know, you know, complete and, it's complete you know, thoroughly quit for every good work. So I kind of like that. What else? Anything else is you're just kind of trying to pay attention to the text. Again, not bringing anything else you've ever noticed before, but you're just reading it right now. Anything else that just jumps out at you? It can be complete. That it would tell us right now that it's not a little, that I just noticed the word complete. I, that, that's kind of a really, in fact, I would kind of, kind of think there's just kind of interesting total words, like all scripture complete. I might just be like, that's kind of interesting. All scripture complete. Those two things kind of, you know, take, you know, you, you, you know, take a whole Bible to make a whole Christian kind of deal. You know, yeah, I gotta get that like that. What else? Yeah, equips us for everything that God has for us. Every good work. And again, I just like the word every, right? So I'm just kind of noticing all complete, every. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Like everything that I'm going to need that would help me do what God has for my life, he's given me in the book. Good. What else? I like the idea of given. I would probably not wrote that down. I just would say, okay, I like that. I like that, it's, that, that this is not something that we're doing. God's giving it. All scripture is given. So I would just like, I just would just, just kind of circle that or write, kind of write it on my notes. Like I like that. I like that it's given to us. It's not something that I'm achieving or earning. It's God giving me something. Anything else? Good. By inspiration. That he does this whole thing, and that would be raising a question. Like, okay, what does that mean? I'm going to have to, when I get into Bible study, I'm going to have to say, I'd like to know what it means, but this is this cool thing. It's inspired by God. I mean, that's what he says, inspiration of God, or God inspired. It's like, okay, that's kind of cool. I want to know, I mean, that's, this is God doing it. I like that. What else? All of it. All of Scripture. Not, not a, a little bit of it. All of it is there. So again, I would probably write that, write that down. I would write down again the idea of what we've already kind of said. It's like, hey, this works for Christians. You know, this, is, this is only for the man of God. This is not something that the world can have. This is something that is only, I just, like I just noticed that this, this is who it's for. Um, 
Again, so a lot of those things, and you could spend more time on it. Maybe we will in the coming weeks, and we'll come back and kind of study it. But I'm just trying to show you, we, we did in just a few moments, is we just spent some time observing it. And if you're paying attention to it, you might already be going like, well, that's interesting. Like, I, I don't know if, I mean, that, that's kind of cool. I could spend some time thinking about that. Yeah, you could. And that's what makes it so incredibly valuable into a space that you could do it. Well, we could do more, but I think that's probably a good space for us to end here this evening. So I just want to lay it out to you one last time and just say, you know, we're thinking about these things. I am hoping that as we're trying to bring it across that you'll just begin to understand it. And and so you don't have to remember like all seven things. Maybe you will. It's really, really helpful. But I'm hoping you remember three. I'm hoping you think, okay, I'm going to study the Bible. First thing I need to do is just spend time with the Bible. Just observe it. Just pay attention to what's there. And, and for some of you, you'll be amazed. You'll be like, wow. And, and there's something about God just beginning to open it up to you there that makes it so exciting. It's really good to hear somebody else teach the Bible or read a good book on it or read a good commentary. It's really great, but there's, there's, there's nothing like when you begin to discover it yourself. We're like, I read it. Like, I read it. I read the verse, and I understood what, I think I understood what's there, and it begins to just unpack and unfold into your life, and I want to tell you, it is possible. God is holding this out to you, so here's my encouragement. Would you try it? You know, if you're going to continue with us on these Wednesday nights, I hope between this Wednesday night and next Wednesday night, you'll do it. Maybe daily. If it doesn't work every day, do, try to find as many days as you can. Sit down with a verse. Sit down with a verse, maybe out of your reading, or maybe just decide to take a book and think, okay, I'm just going to begin making my way through a book and just spend some time observing. Just spend some time writing, typing, whatever it is, just all of your thoughts. Not that they're, 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 they're not interpretations yet. Once we get to the interpretations, we might be like, okay, that's dumb. That's dumb. <laughs> I, I had this crazy thought when I read the text that I thought it was saying something. It was not saying that, but that's okay. That's why we're, but you can't, you can't get to that unless you begin here. You can't get to an understanding it until you begin by just making sure you see what's actually in the text, and God wants you to. He's put it down for us where we could get it. He has given us his word so that what we just read there in Timothy, all scripture is given by inspiration of God that you and I, we could be complete for every good work. And if that doesn't excite you a little bit, then I don't know if you're paying attention. Like, you could have everything you need for what God has for your life in this book. That's why he gave it. That's what this is. That's what we need. So let's close in prayer, ask God's favor and help as he would grow us to be those who read and study his word. Father, thank you tonight for just the the little bit of time that we got to spend. And, And Lord, I just pray that it was helpful. God, that you would cause us to be those who, in the words of Proverbs, are those who are are receiving your words and seeking your words like silver and gold and crying out and looking into your scripture and I hold to you your promise. You said if we would do that, we would understand. You would give us your truth. You've stored it up to give to us. You've, You've desired to open up truth to us, to cause us to be complete for every good work. Help us to become better students of it. Lord, even in what we've talked about tonight, help us to be those who just pay attention to your word, who observe better, pay attention to details, who read not what we think it says, but what it actually says. 
God, we ask for help in that. Would you teach us how to do that better? We ask for that together in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, as we kind of close that, I found myself thinking I was going to give us